You are listening to the podcast for learning the language of A Course in Miracles so you can understand the meaning, embody the message, and live the teachings as a way of life. Welcome to episode 39 of this podcast. I am your host, Reverend Jennifer McSween, creator of this podcast, and the Course in Miracles practice coach for taking those who are studying the course from information to application. On this week's episode, I'm going to talk about the concept of form and content in A Course in Miracles. Form and content is a very significant theme in A Course in Miracles, and it is looked at in quite a different way in the course than it is in the world. The theme of form and content is significant in the course in terms of how it's written, for understanding what it's really saying, what the course is really saying, and for effectively applying the teachings on a practical level in our lives and in the world. Now, the course is written within a metaphysical context, but because we are coming to it from a physical perspective, it expresses its ideas and words and terminology to which we can relate in a language we can understand, so to speak. The literal surface level meaning of the words used from the perspective of the course, it can be seen then as the form or the packaging because it uses term terminology and words that we're used to hearing and using except in a different context. So the words that are used can be seen or the way it uses the words that we can relate to can be seen as the form or the packaging. But the meaning of those words and ideas and terminology within the context of the course, the content, the essence, the substance, the true meaning within the context of metaphysics lies in the idea that the word or terminology represents. So as we read and study the course, we need to go beyond the literal surface level definition of the words in order to understand what the course is really saying. So we can then apply them in a, in a practical way to our specific situations in our lives. Now the concept of form and content is not unique to A Course in Miracles. Other spiritualities and philosophies talk about form and content, but it's usually about the differences between form and content or of different things in the world and or on the level of form. What is unique to A Course in Miracles is that form applies to anything that can be known through the five or even six senses, as we call it. And it sees all form as illusory and powerless, having no substance or meaning in and of itself. The form of anything from the perspective of the course is regarded in the same way you would the reflection of an image in the mirror. It, the reflection in the mirror has no substance, no meaning in and of itself. It's just the reflection of a true image or item or object. Now, any meaning a form seems to have for you within the context of the course is what you give to it. 
just like it states in the title of lesson number two of the workbook. I have given everything I see in this room, on this street, from this window, in this place, all the meaning it has for me. So where other spiritualities would teach that words, places, objects, and even experiences have power and meaning in and of themselves, and that the way to be happy, at peace, or feel vic less victimized by them is by avoiding, renouncing, or staying away from them, the Course teaches us to change the way we're looking at them, change the contents of our minds about them, change the meaning that we're giving to them, what it is we're telling ourselves that those forms are, what they mean to us, and how they can affect us in order to be happy, at peace, and feel less victimized. Because from the perspective of the Course, what matters is content, not form. Form and content, as viewed in the Course, is what allows you to have a clearer understanding of the world as an illusion. That it's literally nothing but an idea in the mind. That, in turn, allows you to have a clearer vision or understanding of what you really are, your true nature or your true self, and to literally recognize your true worth. And this leads you to understand the illusory nature of the world and what you are in relation to the world. So this way, you can maintain your true identity regardless of the appearance of the different forms you see or encounter in the world. Now, why is this important? Why it matters is because, according to the Course, all of our problems begin with perceiving ourselves falsely. When you identify with your body, the form in which you appear, rather than the content, the unseen presence, essential essence that is you, that is you, you're perceiving yourself falsely because your body is only the form in which you show up. But you are not your body. You are the content, not the form. Identifying with the form in which you appear is what makes you see yourself as or feel that you're a victim of the world. Because all forms do and always will be affected by each other in some form and in myriad forms. And you will always see, feel, and experience the effects of the other forms with which you come in contact. Now, you cannot deny those effects, and you're not being asked to. But what that does is provide you with what seems like evidence that you are a victim of the world. Again, this is what the Course says is the cause of all problems. And this is what it means by perceiving yourself falsely. Understanding the Course's concept of form and content will allow you to be able to choose the way you will experience the different forms with which you come in contact. The ability to choose the manner in which you experience anything is what will allow you to forgive the world. That is, to let go of the belief in the power of something illusory 
to victimize you in any way or to affect you in any way. Or, as the Course describes it, to perform your function, which is forgiveness, which is letting go of the belief that anything that comes before you has any power over you because you realize that the world and everything in it is by nature illusory. So in order to practice forgiveness, though, you need to entertain a mindset in which the thought of judgment doesn't come up in the first place, regardless of the form in which something appears before you or the manner in which anything unfolds or shows up, whether it's in your body, in your life, or that of a loved one. The mindset of non-judgment is one that holds the perspective that we are all one with God, that we are each an expression of God in form, that we're all equal, that the form in which we or anything shows up is simply a vehicle, a delivery system, having no bearing on or saying nothing about the real us or the real meaning of the thing that is seen or appears. In, exact, this, in the exact same way that seeing a car tells you nothing about the driver. So that regardless of the form that appears before you or the actions or behavior of another, you look at them all with neutrality. So there is no cause for judgment. In the opening paragraph of chapter 21 of the text, it says, projection makes perception. What this means is that the ideas in the mind, what we're entertaining, are projected onto the different forms we see and encounter outside us. In other words, they determine the way we see and interpret whatever it is we see and encounter. The form in which anything appears has no meaning in and of itself. That comes from the way you're looking at it at the level of the mind, your perception. That is what the course refers to. The course refers to as content and sees content as the source, substance, and the only cause or determiner of everything we think, feel, and the way we experience anything that comes into our lives or that we see and experience in the world. The course teaches, therefore, that the way we go about being happy, at peace, or feeling less victimized by the world and the things we experience, see, encounter in the world is not by trying to change the form of anything, but by changing your perception. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't ever change anything in form or try to change the form of anything or any situation in your life, but to realize that one, this is not where you go first to bring about a change. And secondly, that to attempt to change a form of something in order to change the way you feel or the way you experience it is the equivalent of looking in a mirror and seeing a spot on your face and then attempting to rub the mirror to remove the spot. As we know, that doesn't work. Okay, so what we change is the content of our minds, the way we're looking at the situation, the circumstance, the thing.
Later on in that same paragraph in which the Course says projection makes perception, it goes on to say that we should seek not to change the world, which refers to anything in the world in any form, but choose to change your mind about the world. In other words, change the way you're looking at the form, whatever it is. Change what you're telling yourself it is, what it means, and how it can affect you. Because as it says in Workbook Lesson 2, you're the one who's giving it all the meaning it has for you, whatever it is. And changing your perception shouldn't be confused with positive thinking. Positive thinking is a form of defense against or denial of perceiving yourself as a victim. Here's what I mean by that. To have to think positively about something means that you have already judged it to be negative or first judged it to be negative. You perceive it as having the ability to affect you in some way. So feeling threatened by it, you're now going to try to find something positive about it to think of so you don't have to think about the potential victimizing power you have judged it to hold. Now, when you understand the Course's perspective of form and content as it applies to what you see and experience in the world, you realize that all things are neutral, that nothing is either positive or negative in any form in and of itself. So there is never a need or cause for judgment. And this is what allows you to relate and respond to everything that takes place in your life and in the world with neutrality. From a perspective of love instead of fear, peace instead of pain, and power instead of victimization. You will be entertaining a mindset of non-judgment. The number one requirement for practicing forgiveness, which the Course teaches is not only our function, but should be our only response to everything and everyone in every situation. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Understanding the Language of A Course in Miracles podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, please leave me a review on iTunes so that others can hear about it, enjoy it, and find it helpful also. And if you have not yet done so, do subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Have a great week, and see you on the podcast next Wednesday.